Dan, you've been one of the biggest bull cheerleaders for the companies that ran the most. I thought talking slack today, maybe I'd have you here and could press you on a call gone wrong. But alas, you got this one too. The one you were bearish on is getting slammed this morning. So nice call. Walk us through it. What's going on here down 15%. Yeah, and look, I mean, obviously we continue to be, you know, very bullish on overall tech stock, but Slack's been one of the names we're more negative on. You know, it's a great company, but in my opinion, the stock's overvalued. I think what you saw here, you know, obviously very good numbers, but billings missed. And for given where the stock was pricing in sort of perfection, A plus quarter came in at a B plus. So, you know, this to me continues to be Microsoft competitively. That's the issue for Slack as they continue to move up into the enterprise. That's why we're more negative on them. How did they miss billings in a period where companies are shocking to the upside if they provide workplace and work from home enhancing software? Does this mean that Slack doesn't do that, that they are not the, you know, fitting into this category of necessities for work from home? Look, they're one of the core work from home poster childs. And you look, 50% growth is nothing to you know, sort of shoo away at. I mean, so a strong growth, but it just comes down to what was the stock pricing in? A strong billings beat, raise guidance. Look, I think what's happened, they're having some elevated churn, especially in this pandemic. And I also think that it was a little bit of a pull forward, and you're starting to see some of you know, the bloom come off the rose here. You know, again, a great company, it just, and to me, a stock's more fair valued somewhere in that 20-hour range. If people are communicating via Zoom, they can talk, they can chat. Uh, you know, I've, I work with my producers through Gchat. We just sit and we chat throughout the show. Not during this hit, of course, but the idea is that aren't people deciding what their preferred method is, what their preferred and uh, needed communication tool is if slack it offers that and it's not really you know blowing the doors off right now then what's the case going forward look it's just not the only game in town i mean you look at microsoft teams zoom obviously webex others you know uh, you, you could look at gmail chat and other look to me the, the fundamental issue is that Slack is going right into Microsoft's wheelhouse with Teams. And if you look at a lot of these shifts, and we see this, look, and this speaks to our, our more negative thesis on Slack current levels, it's harder to penetrate Microsoft customers that are naturally going to Teams instead of switching and going to Slack as well as paying. Whereas if you look at a lot of those Teams, that's really part of the overall transition in terms of from a structure perspective. So that's the issue. It's just, in this remote from home you know, workforce, you, you're not seeing that parabolic spending here in terms of maybe what the street was factoring in for Slack. You saw it in Zoom, you saw it in DocuSign, and I think that's enough to continue with those stocks. It sticks out like a sore thumb, obviously, when so many other companies are at highs or near them, I guess I should say now after the last couple uh, sessions. Work is back to where it was in April. It was pretty sluggish to uh, get to a high. And then basically since the last earnings has been flailing around, what's the price target? Did you change your view on it? Or is it just, I know you've had it at a sell and underperform. Is that where it stays? Yes, stays there, $20 price target. Look, if this starts to get into that teenager type uh, level, you know, I think then maybe it, it's a bit oversold. 
And, and I think what you're really seeing here, and look, take a step back. There's nothing what we've seen in tech stocks. I mean, you're starting to see just a little more digestion. You need to see some of these names continue to beat and raise to see the stock continue to go higher. And for Slack, in a very good quarter, but just the street was expecting perfection. That's not what you got. All right, Dan, so that's the case for Slack. Despite the big growth we see, 50% to your point, uh, just uh, not enough to justify buying of the dip. I want to get your take while we got you, Dan, about tech overall, uh, because I, I want to hear the case. Walk me through why the companies overall have not pushed forward the growth story. Every dip in the past, the case for buying was pretty easy, right? Three, five, seven years of growth ahead. But we've seen a lot of these companies get some of that pushed forward. So if that's the case, how come this isn't the top for tech? How can these companies grow at a faster clip, the cloud companies that we're talking about, than they did these last three months relative to the economy? Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, obviously you, you'll have some tougher comms, but to me, we're only a third of the way through digital transformation. If we were 65% of the way through, then I'd agree with that. We're only a third of the way through, which is why I think in software, cloud, you know, obviously you're seeing a lot of you know, new IPOs come in as well. I mean, there's a strong appetite for growth. And I think that's what you're seeing. And our view of overall tech continues being a market star for growth. That's where the tech is in terms of just the re-rating in tech stocks. And I think that's the biggest argument. You know, where should the valuations be? A lot of these growth rates are 2x what the street was anticipating. I think numbers continue to move higher overall, as well as just a further re-rating in these stocks, which is why I think in tech, 20 25% higher in the next six to nine months, despite these white knuckles. Remember, this is a natural, healthy pullback, and our stand since early March has, has been unwavering. Bullish tech, two-phase, one COVID pandemic navigates it, which it has. Second, economic recovery. I think stocks re-rate and numbers go higher. Dan, the second part there seems to also present some complications, though, which is you've had, isn't it, it's been the perfect cocktail. And by the way, you've nailed it better than anybody else, even before COVID, the Apple call the previous year before. And this is why I want to harp on it, because the other part about the economy recovering, it's actually been this bizarro situation where it's almost like the shutdown and the weak economy was good for tech. Rates went down to zero. Every guest on here says they don't care about valuations because of rates, but if they're not going any further lower, then is that not also kind of pulling slowly this rug below some of the valuations? Well, and I think that's the whole argument. Is there a quote unquote tech bubble, which I disagree with as someone that saw it in 99, 2000. I think the difference here is that just to that point, I think numbers continue to go higher, 10 to 15% in terms of street numbers overall intact. And in terms of the re-rating, because right now, these are some of the most transformational technology trends I've ever seen. Cloud, 5G, you obviously streaming EV, super cycle for Apple, which I've used once in a decade upgrade cycle. So no doubt, you know, it's a soft consumer environment. And in terms of this kind of opening up and economic recovery, is it a double-edged sword? I mean, look, I think overall it's still net positive. And, and our call, it's really been two phases. One, rock of Gibraltar during the storm in terms of tech. Second, in terms of recovery. You're going to go through a digestion process. Remember, a lot of the haters from March and April, they'll come back out of their caves and say, this is it. Ted Tech's done. I just strongly disagree. I think only in the sixth inning of this kind of re-rating higher. 